With a grin stretching my face, I whirled in a sudden circle and karate chopped the rock with the side of my hand. The stone shrieked and groaned and, with a big poof of dust, split in two. I started giggling. Am I funny? I asked Renesme, darting back and reaching for her at the same time that she reached for me. I took her out of Edward's arms and offered her the shard of the rock in my hand. You want to try? She smiled her glittering smile and took the stone in both hands. She squeezed a little dent forming between her eyebrows as she concentrated. There was a tiny grinding sound and a bit of dust. She frowned and held the chunk up to me. I'll get it, I said, pinching the stone into sand. She clapped and laughed. The delicious sound of it made us all join in. start the podcast. Hi, everybody. I have um, an urge to sing Hi. the Game of Thrones theme song. Bumpa. I do, too. I was just singing it. I think that might be the urge for you. Why were you or singing Or were it? we just thinking it? Both. Okay. On the count of three, on three, two, one, go. On go. We're going to name or just start singing a theme song. Okay. Not, well, a song. How about a song? Okay. Ready? <laughs> three, two, one. Where you lead, I will follow anywhere. I started singing the national anthem and then I went into This wasn't fun. This was not a fun game. (laughs) Speaking of games, um, Chris, I was lying awake in bed last night and I invented the Twilight board game. (laughs) This is exciting. I don't have a name for it. I'll call it Lion and the Lamb. Okay, that could be a real board game that we see in the board game store and buy. Yeah, called, it's a Twilight card game. Oh, can I briefly interrupt to say, once Maggie and I, I think we fully purchased a Twilight board game on eBay and it never came. Never Did they came. take our money and run away with it? Yep. Yeah, well, that's, you know, $7 we'll never get back. Yeah, it was it was dollars that our listeners gave us. They Venmoed us. Okay. And we, we sh- said, we're going to do something fun with this. And we bought a Twilight board game and it never came. When do you think the window closes for us to file a fraud report with it's eBay. closed or your bank guys did you know that before we get back to my game listeners did you know that our one year anniversary is coming out it's so soon it's um in it, three weeks few ups away yeah and um guys not to spoil but we have really mapped it out so that we'll be finishing the twilight saga on that day <laughs> i am s- thrilled to be done and to, as we joked, get to the point of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, the point of this podcast is really going to be about the spinoff books. And I'm really excited to get there. But I'm more excited to have our movie episode and maybe another episode where we just talk about the saga as a whole. As if we haven't talked about it enough. We got to do it again. I feel like it, our, it might be worth, you know, revisiting the big questions that we ask ourselves when we started the podcast. Yeah. Like, is this bat book bad for girls? What about Bella? <laughs> is Bella hot? These are the important the, questions that we could use a whole episode to that's discuss. That's so true. Um, it makes sense. In debate format. 
okay, we have to, are we going to draw from a hat for and against? Uh huh. That's a pretty fun idea. Yeah. Who, if you're a listener and you want to be the like moderator, just raise your hand right now. We'll give you a moment. Okay. okay thank you we for volunteering. Have, thank you so much, Jay Cuff. Oh, thank you, Jacob. Uh, Maggie, you said you had a board game idea. Yeah, so here it is. Um, it's I'm gonna be really upfront. Be, as they say on The Bachelorette or Bachelor, vulnerable. 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 I will be vulnerable with you. It's so hard to be vulnerable with someone I have just met. I know, but like I feel like I could see myself potentially in the future maybe opening up to you. Here's the thing about opening up. It's hard for me. And I it's not that it's hard for me. Like I'm a really open person. It's just that when I'm here in this environment, you know, in the house, it's hard for me to be vulnerable. But you are being so open and so vulnerable uh-huh. that I feel like I have to to follow that. But it's just the longer your hair gets, Chris, wait, the less I'm going to be likely to share with you. Because you don't, you can't quite tell what I'm hiding under here. Exactly. The secrets that lie within. Um, my game maps pretty perfectly onto the rules and, uh, you know, system of marrying Mr. Darcy. A niche choice of board game. I decided that the way to do a Twilight board game is that you're, um, you choose a Twilight mortal. And you're trying to um, end up with spend eternity with one of the one of the immortals. This is pretty good. I'm gonna pick Jessica every time. Yeah. So Jessica, Bella, uh, Charlie. What about that one girl from that math class that was imprinted on? Oh yeah, sure. She can be there. Whatever. Whatever. I'll pick oh, a bunch. The the girl who we did the whole fanfic for. Oh yeah, we'll put her. <laughs> what in. is her name? Kim. Yeah, and. <laughs> In Marrying Mr. Darcy, the idea is, as you can imagine, you play Jane Austen characters and you're trying to marry Mr. Darcy. In this, you'll be trying to marry various immortal creatures uh, and you'll, instead of like measuring your character, it'll be things like angst, intellect, um, uh, and then you'll like have your blood type. And I, <laughs> I, there's a lot of little kinks in the game oh, play kinks. where I decided that there would be like, um, you can like, this, serious you could get bitch. accidentally eaten. Um, and sure. if your blood smells too good, like if, if, if I mean, it's you a do proposal game. rolls, you're really looking for three, four, and fives. Cause if you're one and two, you're too boring. You're just a side character. But if you're a six, you get eaten. That's pretty fun. Um, unless a certain thing is triggered. Um, and then you're saying you're saying this is boring to listen to, but I think it's really good. I don't think it's boring to listen to. Other thing that would be fun is you can get a card that'll totally fuck up your game and it's imprinting. You want to marry Edward, but you get imprinted on. What Classic. are you going to do? What, what would you do? And like some of the characters will leave because they'll imprint. So sure. they'll have to leave the game before you get to marry them. Honestly, I think I really nailed it. If I don't get to play Seth trying to fall in love with Jacob, what am I doing? He's a magic man. I, I guess. think it's really fun. So I guess I got to pick Mike and have him fall in love with Renee. Is she available in this game? 
No, oh. not like that. You can't be Mike and fall in love with Renee. They're both Ragos. Uh, Esme. I get the... Look, the fact that there's two moms with basically the same name put together to be one of the babies, that's impossible for me. Okay. I can't... Um, this is Edward is a vampire. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> the Twilight podcast that we've been doing. The Twilight okay, podcast. Okay, we are one of the top 10 Twilight podcasts. As reported on by uh, Content Farm. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw the really good press that we got. <laughs> we got some great PR. But a random Content Farm did call us number four, I think. I think we were lower. We might have been number seven or eight. No, we were oh, high, I think. Good for us. Of the best Twilight podcasts. The metric unknown because we were the least listened to hate of to, those. hate to break it to all the other Twilight podcasts on the planet, but we are number one. We're number one. Because they don't have us. I can't believe Maggie still hasn't figured out how to turn Do Not Disturb on her. It's like she can't. It's like she doesn't even want to turn on airplane mode. It's like she doesn't care about me. I can go on airplane mode yeah. on my computer. Yeah, you can. I can just turn off the Wi-Fi. Sure, do that. That's not airplane mode. Sure. But what if I have an emergency? Well, this is something more important than this podcast? Yeah. What, wait, Maggie, I don't know what an emergency is. I need my landlord to email me to tell me what an emergency is. This is a side story. I cannot explain it now, but once my landlord told us not having food is an emergency. Um, our fridge broke. We had to keep all of our food in. Well, we don't have coolers because we live in New York and there's no spot to store a whole cooler. That's huge. So we used our grocery bags, filled them with ice, which was leaking, of course, all over. And put what we could salvage in there. And then we said, it was the weekend and we said, we need someone to come fix this fridge before the Monday because we are going to have no food. And they said, we were not allowed to call the emergency phone line about that because having no food is not an emergency. Only wires hanging into the the full tub. (laughs) Basically, they said the only thing that's an emergency is a fire uh like flooding or bugs and i was like fire if a fire happens guess what i'm not gonna call the emergency landlord phone number i'm like please come and turn this fire out please um chris were you have you ever been walking alone at night and you um pick up your phone and hold it to your ear as if you're talking to someone and you say what dad yeah i'm almost home oh you're cleaning your gun right now? Oh, no, you're bench pressing 600 pounds and then you're going to clean your gun? So the gun right now is sitting near you, locked and loaded, but not taken apart and you're lifting 600 million pounds? Whoa. Yeah, I'm going to turn onto that street really soon. Do you ever do that? No, Your Honor. Okay, have you ever been walking alone? Uh, and you just saw one of the Hunger Games movies, and you think, hmm. I could fight this guy. If he came up behind me, I could fight him. With your bow and arrow? Just like, I saw people fight, I can fight. This feels like a specific moment in time that I'm not sure it's ethical for me to unpack this with you on the okay. podcast. Okay, have you ever been walking alone at night, and you just saw the movie Salt? Miss Angelina Jolie. Yeah, and you think, if somebody comes up to me right now, I can fight them. I don't... Okay, so I'm generally not of this mind, but I think you shouldn't watch movies with violence because you may act on those 
violent images. No. If somebody comes up on me, I could fight Yeah, back. but it seems like you're looking it's for a fight. It's something that I'm seeing if you... You're thought. saying you're walking down the street alone, but still looking no, no, for no. fights? No, 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 no. I'm just seeing if you have thought that. Oh, no. I have walked down the street sound at night like, alone. Sound like a real wiki. And put my phone to my ear and listen to a podcast. Because I don't have headphones and I do want to look like I'm on the phone. So I listen to a podcast? My jaw dropped because you, re- you realize this is a real this is a real open. life life hack no if you want to look like you're on the phone but also don't want to be bored just holding your phone up to your ear put on reply all no put on our podcast you have legitimately one job right now and it's to get people to keep listening to our podcast well, i'm not gonna listen to my own We're podcast. recording it right i listen every week that is shocking and after it's over i think if somebody came up to me right now <laughs> I could fight them. <laughs> with, the, with what I've learned. I could fight them right now. I, Maggie and Chris taught me how to fight. Okay, if you're okay, okay if you're doing if that you're right fighting, now. If here's you're the fighting, t- okay, here's okay, the okay, 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 Sing, <laughs> sing. So they come up behind you, grab you. Okay, okay, Chris, demonstrate. Jab him in the uh, neck. Jab no, him in the neck. No, what? don't just jab people in the neck. That's not helpful. Solar plexus. Bonk. Instep. Bonk. Nose. Bonk. Groin. This is from miscongeniality. Okay, I should, have to cite my sources. You should, you should jab him in the neck now. We'll wait. Raise your hand if you've done it. Okay, pause this video. Go jab them in the neck. And oh, then come this back. is our first video episode. If you don't see the video right now, turn. Take just if you don't see the video right now, just take it um, away from your ear where you're listening to it like a phone call, and, and hold it, it in front of you instead, and you'll be able to see the video. Pretend it's your friend Missy that you're walking home. That's how you avoid strangers. Are street. you Missy? And I'm Butch. <laughs> and we're and we're making a zine in the East Village in the year is 1979. Anyway, I'm Butch and this is Missy, and you're listening to Edward is a vampire.com. I called my doctor today. They picked up and said the name of the doctor's office. Uh, I'll say bigappledoctors.com. Hello. And then oh. they went, oh, uh, hi. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. You talk to a, a cyborg. And then they a didn't matrix. know what a referral was. Oh, you, you messed up. Why? That was a, that was a robo doc. No. They're going to give you robo pills. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. I'd take them and I would be like, oh, I could fight someone. If someone came up to me, I could fight them. Right All now? right. We got to take a break so we can fight. Pew, pew. Welcome to Sparkle Notes, where we recap what happened. Boom! Now that is a jingle. Yeah, when I was saying boom, I was imagining a cartoon explosion. Sure. Saying that. Wait. Like an explosion (laughs) graphic? Oh, I see. With eyes and a mouth going boom! (laughs) Now that I have not seen before. Nice. Pretty fun. Um, so we read some chapters this week. Um, <laughs> a ch- new update. <laughs> in chapter 25, um, basically we get the hard task of telling Charlie just enough. Barely anything about, you know, magic. Yeah. So basically what happens is Bella... Uh, stops having sex to go see her daughter, and then Jacob surprises everyone by saying Charlie's coming over, and they 
uh, can't tell him anything, but he doesn't want to know anything. And he's like, I'm pretty sure that baby's my daughter's baby, but also it's a toddler already. Huh. Okay. And then he goes to watch football. Um, next. Um, then the next chapter, Edward's like, hey, babe, Jabella, his babe. Remember that time that you said you're going to arm wrestle Emmett? Let's do that. And then they go out and arm wrestle in the backyard. That's kind of it. It's just really Bella showing off how tough she is. Turns out pretty, pretty strong. Um, and in the last chapter, three months have passed. Renesmee can walk and talk and read and dance. She can do everything. As Bella says, nothing ever bad happened. Uh, ever. And yeah, everyone's really happy and like friends and a family. The wolves all hang out, etc. It feels like an epilogue. <laughs> and then um, Irina comes and sees Jacob, Renesmee, and Bella and gets really mad and runs away. And that is where it ends. It ends in a very odd spot for these books. Usually there's some sort of cliffhanger. This one ends with Renesmee being like, and then Renesmee said, I'm hungry. Yeah, this chapters end with Renesmee being like, and then Renesmee said, I'm hungry. I anyway, said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back! Bye! Welcome to a segment. Do you know how many times I said welcome in this podcast? I hope everyone at home really feels welcomed. And do I know? I don't. Who am I? Rain Man? Are we making Rain Man jokes? I think you're 2021. Pretty good. Oh, no. Maggie is ready to bury me in the dirt. Bury me in dirt. Take me in the sun. Bury me down with better roses. Meet me to the wind. Now, what is this? At night, walking away to a love song. Baby, love. A classic. Okay, uh, in this segment, I'm going to quiz Chris on characters that are mentioned by name in this chunk of chapters that I don't think he'll remember. (laughs) This is also, this should be a play along at home. Every time Maggie asks, just take a moment yourself to think about who this character could be. Based on this podcast. Okay, so there are eight characters that I have listed here. Okay, some are great. easy, some are really hard. Uh, they're easy. Watch. And they are I got all listed by name in a book that Chris has made a podcast about. Okay. And that he read today. <laughs> so let's see. Oh, God, no. Um, let's start out with Billy. Okay, so Bill, that's Jacob's dad. Jack. Billy. Bing, wow. bing, bing. Wow. That's just a litmus test for the easy ones. Yeah, don't forget. I have a degree in English. Theoretically, I've learned how to read books and remember <laughs> characters. Okay, here's a, the hardest one. Oh, okay. Alec. Alec. Okay. <laughs> Alec. A-L-E-C? A-L-E-C. Alec. At least he can spell, fellas. <laughs> If you're, hey, if you're in the market for someone who can spell. But not read. <laughs> it's a it's an interesting <laughs> combo. I don't know who Alec is, so I'm going to guess he is like just like a, a kid from town. No. <laughs> Makes no sense. Meh. 
Uh, he is one of the Volturi soldiers. Okay, you can't have... Okay, they're three 2,000 years old. His name can't be Alec. His name is Alec. He's not 2,000 years old. Well. Um, okay, how about uh, Quill? That's one of the freaking werewolves. Yeah, which one? I don't know. Her buddy? Her buddy? Bella's buddy. They knew him. The newest one. No, that's not... The newest ones, I don't know their names. Well, the, the newest one that we kind of know. No. Well, then I don't know. Seth is the newest one we kind of know. Well, then I don't know. Quill is Jacob's oldest friend. He's been in the book since the very beginning. Mm, I feel like Maggie's mad at me for, for this. <laughs> this is good for me. Uh, how about Jane? Uh, oh, she's like the she's the head, head witch, Valdori. I'll call her a witch. She makes people mad with her mind. She hurt with her mind. There you go. She's Dakota. She's Dakota. Look, she's Dakota Fanning. Um, That's the only reason I remember her. How about Sue? Oh, Sue is her. She's Leah's mom. And? And just an old pal of the, you know, she's like, yeah, Billy's friend. Uh Uh-huh. Whose mom is she? Leah and Seth. And Seth. Oh, there that's what you wanted. I know that. Embry. Embry. He's another werewolf. He's one of the guys. Anything else? Why do I need to know anything else? Well, because they're all the same. Name they're not. Name how they say. Okay, in this book, do you think they talk differently from each other? The answer is no. How can I know they're different? What's the answer, teacher? Embry is the one. Who's imprinted on a baby. Okay, that should stand out. The main thing about these two is that they're now in Jacob's pack. I was going to ask. If, they switched ask. packs sure. in this chapter. And at chunk. this point, there's basically only like four other werewolves. So, uh, look. No, there's like 20. What? <laughs> there's like 20. That's crazy. And I can only name half of them. Well, the other half have names? Yeah. Oh. Listeners, write in. Tell us the, the werewolves' names. <laughs> Um, okay, Arrow. I really want one of these to not be in the book. Um, Arrow is another Voltori guy. Yeah, he's the one you love the most. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's his name. And the... Giggly bad scientist. The Belle of the Bull. Oh, Bella. I know her. Irina. Okay, Irina is... Who is Irina? Irina shows up at the end of these chapters, and Bella's like, "Uh uh-oh, it's Irina. And I went, who? And I looked (laughs) up... The paragraph before, and I said, I guess she's not going to remind us who Arena is, but she's mad at Jacob. So I'm guessing something happened to them <laughs> together. So my guess is that Arena is, I don't know, a vampire who got who her buddy got killed by a werewolf once. So she's mad about it. So she's coming back. <laughs> That's my guess. Irina? Locking it in. Irina is one of the Alaska, the Denali vampires. So I'm pretty close. Whose mate, Laurent, from the first books, got killed by werewolves. I thought we already dealt with her. Well, I guess we did it. She refused to go to the wedding. That's what it was. So now, I mean, I've seen the movie, so I know that she's coming back. Her? To make up with them, but then, oops, she sees something she doesn't want to see. Speaking of weddings, this is totally unrelated. But okay. the, the Cullens try to distract the evil vampires from checking in on them by sending them an invite to the wedding. It was confusing. I think it's supposed to be like kind of proof they were going to come check in. And instead, they headed them off by being like, see, 
she's being turned into a vampire. But it's Alice, or Bella describes Alice sending it being like, this will distract them because they'll have to think about why we would send them a, a letter so then they won't check on us. Which Honestly, I think is, that's politics. That's international politics, so baby. I know because I'm watching Disney Plus's Clone Wars. Maggie is watching a lot of Clone Wars. Are you ready I recommend. Start your Clone War pod called The Clone Pod. I would do that, but I think people pod would Wars. think it's about uh, pod racing. Ooh, there's something there. There's something there. Let's talk. Let's brainstorm this okay, real fast. Okay, okay, bye. Okay, okay, great. Okay, Chris. Oh, coming <sighs> off with a... Listen. Look, Mag- Maggie, look, you look so dejected. What's wrong? We've said Baby? it before, but we've never dedicated the time. About how much we love each other? No, we have. Baby. We've dedicated that time. Baby, Baby lock them doors. Baby lock them doors, but baby, I love you. Baby, baby, I love you. Will you marry me? No. Oh, I tried on a podcast before and it didn't work either. Um, Bella. Yeah, my best friend. Nothing. She. Wrong. Faces no consequences. Wait, what are you? This has maybe even been the title of one of our episodes before. Maybe. But we've never dedicated a solid chunk of this pod to talking about what we mean. Right. And it's become overwhelming at this point, especially when a chapter, uh, three pages of it, is Bella saying, my life is perfect, nothing is wrong, isn't it great to have a perfect life? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the sun was shining, I'm sparkling, all my friends are friends again. My like, friends we never thought would be friends are best friends friendly. It's almost as if she's trying to fake us out, but she's not. Charlie and Sue Clearwater come over every day, and we all play catch and watch deer and drink blood together, and I have my best friend and my boyfriend and a baby and a family and my dad, and everything's good. It's a weird fantasy. Because also, it's not my idea of heaven. Being no. stuck in a house with your family, your new husband, I mean, your really... best friend who used to who who assaulted you once. Yeah, your dad, his girlfriend now, I guess. <laughs> um, okay, like, Chris, have, you have some issues to work out about. <laughs> no, Suli. <laughs> okay, Sue Clearwater, I think is so funny to show up because in my mind, it's clear that she and Charlie are freaking now. Uh, I don't know. I think there's a serious love triangle between Sue, Billy, and Charlie. Oh, yeah. Because don't forget that when we were in Jacob's head, Billy said, Billy was going over to Sue's all the time, and he said, she would have made a damn fine wolf. And also, Charlie goes over to have dinner with Billy and Sue are hosting dinner. Mm -hmm. So maybe Bill and Sue are having a thing, and Charlie's getting in on it. Yeah. But in these chunks of chapters, two times did I make the note, add it to the list. And what I meant was, here's one more thing Bella expected to be hard that's so fucking easy. (laughs) Uh, This is kind of the core problem, I think, with the books is that nothing ever goes wrong with her. If it be distilled into one thing. It might be this. The the problem with the Twilight series. It is the problem. And it really manifests with chapters and chapters of Bella being anxious and stressed out that something's going to happen. And then what should be the the climax of, you know, an arc, a story arc, is a page where Bella says, you know what, actually, it wasn't bad. (laughs) And I was like... Yeah, the time comes for Bella to, like, face something that she's done and come out the other side changed. 
famous thing that happens to people and characters. She comes out on the other side and things happen differently than the reader expects them to happen. And wow, you learn along. I, I learned something about the character, but also myself a little bit. And instead, she goes, wow, isn't it crazy all this has happened and here we are? A hundred times. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's a, gra- it's a high school graduation speech, constantly. Of, We've gotten these so much together. You like AP classes. Ooh, wasn't that crazy? Um, I would say this example just came to my mind of, it's like you were reading a story where someone's really stressed out about making toast. And you're like, and it's like, and you're like, oh, so much no, could the happen. Toast is gonna burn. The I could toast burn is the toast. Burn. I could make the toast, and it turns out I never really wanted toast in the end. And that happens for about eighty pages. Then within five pages, she goes, "I made the toast, and it turns out I liked toast, and it was perfect, and even better than I thought." And I made the best toast anyone's ever made. How do I know that? A hundred people tried the toast, and they said so. Family feud style. One of them said, "But doink a doink, though." It's impossible to guess that for clue. <laughs> That's my type five. <laughs> family feud. Hey. Now one of them is always like goosing my husband, and all the other questions are like uh, graffiti, uh, smashing windows, and the last one's grope my husband. <laughs> um. So we see this play out. <laughs> we see this Shut play out uh, through all the books, right? Mm-hmm. Edward's gone. Edward's never coming back. Edward does come back. They come back. T- they get back together. It's great. Stronger than ever. Yeah. Jacob isn't my friend. He is my friend. He isn't my friend. Oh, he's a werewolf, so he can know my secret and we can still be friends. Yeah, Andy's not my friend, but also every time he smiles, I smile and everything's fine. An army of newborn vampires are coming to kill us. They're coming to kill us. They're coming to kill us. Oh, we killed all of them. Not one of them survived. So there's no consequences whatsoever. And we never have to think about what we did or what they did. (laughs) They never reflect on the fact that there was a massacre of (laughs) vampires just a few months ago. They were just in war. Yeah. So this Bella has her cake and eats it too. Title of this podcast episode. Excellent. Um, um, so in these chapters, the first instance of this, which is not the most glaring, but the first instance of this is, well, the first instance is that she became a newborn vampire. It's supposed to be hard, and she is magically the best at being a newborn vampire, and she has no problems. Yeah, she's supposed to like be unable to stop herself from wanting to drink blood, but instead she's like, you know what? I'm fine. I'll just sit here. Yeah, and this is what we touched on on previous episodes. Yeah, we talked about this. But what happens here is that she's like, honestly, I don't even know if I feel like a mother. It's not that hard to raise this baby. I wake up, it sleeps. I never sleep, but she sleeps through the night and someone else feeds her and clothes her and raises her and measures her. So, But she still loves me the most. And part of it is we've already read this book, so we know that She's measuring, they're measuring her, and there's high stakes that, oh my God, uh, she's growing every day, and in 15 years, she'll be dead. In five years, she'll be a teenager. Oh my God, that's so stressful, but we know what's going to happen, and so do probably you, and if not, I'm about to say it. Uh, She grows up (laughs) into a teen like everyone else and then stops growing. Yeah, she's not, Stephanie Meyer doesn't have, she doesn't have the balls 
to make this baby turn into a dead old lady in 10 years. Which would be way more interesting if Vela yeah. gets what she wants, which is to have this beautiful baby, but she she gets to live for eternity finally and learns the lesson of eternity isn't that great because she has a beautiful baby that's better than anyone's ever been and she dies in not even not 15 years, 50 years. If she'd lived a normal life and then died, fine. Yeah, I could see this premise playing out in a better book. Yeah. Where by halfway through the book, we've already skipped decades because vampires, their day to day is so the same and that suddenly, you can skip over it. Suddenly, her child is growing and more matured than her in a way and has to like think about death. And she and Jacob are growing old and leaving Bella stuck behind. I guess this is fan. Fanfic territory, but I do fan, people write fanfics about this? This would be, I would read that book. Should we write this book? Is this our we version could of- write, <clears throat> We could change the names and write this book and publish it. Well, that's famously Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, but this is the sad, is, that's the kinky. Okay, that this one gets you horny. Sad. This one gets you sad. <laughs> it's kind of like the end of Interstellar. It's called Fifty Shades of Sad. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, I, I would say it's like the end of Interstellar where Matthew McConaughey goes and he meets his daughter and she's like so old compared mm-hmm. to him because of time travel or whatever. Um, it would be like that where Bella's so young, but her daughter's 80 years old and dying. Yeah. And she has to learn how to deal with it. Yeah. And also there's flying cars. And then it's she the just future. lives another hundred years and can never have a baby again or grow old because she cursed herself willingly. Yeah. This sounds like um, an interesting short story. Yeah. Kind of. Benjamin Button. I guess I can reduce all of four Twilight books to this would be an interesting short story. Mm. The other, do you want to talk about the other one that's uh, even more glaring that Bella faces no consequences, but less uh, telling in a story way, I guess. It was, uh, so in these in these chapters, Bella um, has to tell her dad that she's, you know, not a human anymore. But they're Jacob they're, like just runs off and tells them, and everyone flips out. Yeah, Jacob comes over and he's like, "Hey guys, I turned into a werewolf in front of Charlie. Uh, you should have seen his face when I took my clothes off." He says. Um, so, uh, Billy Charlie's like, "Okay, magic exists, I guess, and my daughter is a part of it. I don't know how. I'm gonna go over to find out." Yeah. And they're like, if we tell him, the whole reason we weren't telling him is the Volturi will kill him. Yeah, they want to like keep him safe by not telling him, but now he knows. So they have to straddle a line of, we got to let him know enough that he's no longer curious, but not so much that it puts him in danger. Yeah. This is hard. Yeah. How do you do this? The answer is... Charlie's going to want to know everything. We're talking about a, a sheriff. The local sheriff. He's going to want to know everything about his daughter. Charlie. My, my baby girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead, Charlie says... Quote. <laughs> I want to know as little as possible. Charlie walks up to them with a silver platter and says, Your problem is exactly what I can handle. Don't tell me anything other than, I'm going to go away sometimes, Dad. And he says, Okay, great. I won't ask any questions when I notice you haven't aged or when your baby touches me and I see you dying and then becoming a <laughs> vampire or she touches me and I see buckets of blood. I'm just not going to ask any questions. I'm not going to say anything when I walk in and then I see my daughter harder than she's ever been. She's wearing colored contacts that Did are just hotter or harder because both, both are true. 
I walk in and there's her and her husband. I see her fake breathing. She's moving her shoulders up and down like some sort of and going like, hey, I'm talking every, here. Every so once I, in a while, she grits her teeth and goes <laughs> to suck in air. And then she goes because it hurts, hurts to breathe. I overheard that cute girl, Alice, they put in these colored contacts. You have to replace them every four hours because the venom in your eyeballs will dissolve the contacts. That is something that Alice says <laughs> in these chapters. I love Alice and, in these chapters. Listen. Alice continues to be Alice a great character. Is insanely cool. She prepared. She has the contacts already because she, not knowing that Bella never faces consequences, while they were on their honeymoon, prepared for six futures and has trunks full of gadgets. She turns into Q from James Bond in these chapters. <laughs> She's like, okay, guys, I have 1,000 pictures of your baby in case we have to make photo albums to trick someone into thinking it's a regular baby. I have these magic contact lenses that you have to wear. I have a closet that's infinitely large to fill all your clothes. And don't want to wear... Here's a... Chris, I don't want to interrupt the big one, but here's the tiniest example of Bella facing no consequences. Give it to me. She hates wearing the clothes Alice buys for her. Right. Well, because Alice does, to be fair, buy her like lingerie for and, all Well, occasions. and like Italian, designer Italian gowns. Like runway clothes. Yeah. Um. So she's like, you know, oh, I you- just want to wear sweatpants. And Edward's like, that's okay. You don't even have to waste the time with your super speed going through this closet. Just... <gasps> Just, I can't stop thinking about one thing about that closet, and I cannot wait to share it with you. Just sniff out. Oh, man, the, that's what I was going to say. That's what, clearly what I'm doing. I know. Just sniff out the denim. I could not get enough of this. <laughs> they go in this closet. It's really big. And Bella's like, I got to put on clothes to go meet my baby. And Edward goes, I know I haven't done this in front of you before, but hold on. Wait one second. Holds up a finger and goes... That one. And runs over to a drawer, opens it up, and goes, ha I was right. Denim. It has its own kind of smell. <laughs> and then he sniffs again and goes, mm, pressed cotton. No, stretch cotton. Stretch cotton. And he finds her a t-shirt. And she memorizes those smells and memorizes silk and satin, so she'll never look for those. Well, and she knows the smell of blood intimately, even as a person, um, and also loves flowers and can identify them separately with her human nose. With her vampire nose, the world is so open. And don't forget, don't forget, don't forget, listeners, she can see another color that humans cannot see. <laughs> no explanation, but it's possible, and I would like to call it Blormp. B- Blormp is never brought up again, except for that one time that Maggie screamed about it. <laughs> I screamed. Okay, we're going to take a break for me to screamed again. Oh. What is a screamed? Yeah. Present tense, I screamed. Yeah. Um. Don't. Oh God, she she leaned away from the microphone. I'll have to do it during the break. Here comes the sun, doobie doobie. Here comes the sun, and I say it's alright. When that, are we going to get sued? I was going to say that. That might be enough to take us over the edge. <laughs> um, and Mr. McCartney is going to come over and go, knock, knock, knock. Once, You've been served. Once Paul McCartney called my brother, um, but it was while he was on quiet minutes. 
in his band bus and what he hung up on him. What? I No, you raise your hand and go, Paul McCartney's on the phone. That's what we said. We said, if your band director comes to yell at you, you say, no, sir. Sorry. No, comma. Sir Paul McCartney <laughs> is on the phone. Why? I'm did he did it win like a radio contest and he got a phone call? No. So long story short, our friend. Sometimes Maggie brings up things that make me roll my eyes. And this is going to be one of them. She's going to say, oh, once when I was in a palace. Long story short, our friend Peter Frampton was backstage with our cousin at a Paul McCartney concert. And Paul was like, oh, let me call your cousin who's sort of like our it was it's our older cousin we're sort of like their her niece and nephew because she's our oldest cousin and we're the youngest uh my mom is the youngest so there's a big age difference so they call charlie and sir paul mccartney is like johnny this great impression hello johnny it's me paul mccartney and charlie's like haha lol <laughs> so i would be like great Great British accent. And the thing about the high school band is that once they were in sight of their their high school or the stadium, they had to be completely silent. Uh, we did that too. To get into like What is it about bands that space. Have, they all yeah. do the same stuff? So it was quiet time and he was like, ha ha, no, it's not, and hung up. <laughs> and then my cousin called back and was like, Charlie, Paul McCartney's here to talk to you. And he was like, I can't just say Paul McCartney's on the phone and hung up. Instead of talking to Paul when you're, McCartney. I guess when you're a teen, you don't think straight. Anyway, he didn't remember this, and we reminded him over Christmas. Well, yeah, and he his, was like, his brain blocked this trauma. Yeah. You're, you, uh, you wouldn't be able to go, remember, your brain would say, ah, oh, that's so embarrassing that you didn't talk to Sir Paul, Paul McCartney, McCartney, and that you hung up after laughing at him. Anyway, that's the, I hope that we come up in the Paul McCartney SEO. Yeah, I'm going to write. I'm I'm really going to spend a lot of time writing articles <laughs> and backlinking to Paul McCartney clips. All right. Um, so this is the part of the podcast <laughs> where we read Midnight Sun, uh, which is, as Chris loves to remind as Maggie you. Maggie hates that I remind you. I just think by now they either know or they don't. Earlier you said we need a brand. My Part of my brand is doing like the fun thing where I say, this is the part of the podcast where we read Twilight from... That's not fun. That's boring. Well, we got to have a brand huddle This is the later. part where we read Midnight Sun. It's Twilight from... I think it's boring. I think the part where you say your name is boring. I don't want to do that. You want to do that. I don't think we even did that this episode. We did. No, we... I said I'm Mi- Missy and you're Butch. <laughs> I'm Butch and you're Missy. Look, we're, it's, 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 it's a... And or for us. Um, so we're going to do that now. Okay. Chris, we're go gonna... ahead. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we're uh, at Bella Italien here in this clip. Oh, are you going to put uh, Italian music? When the moon hits your <laughs> Okay, no, we can't pay for these things. <laughs> As she hesitated. <laughs> it's like Star Wars version no, of Italian to, I'm music. I'm trying to like change it just enough that we can use it. Well, sure. <laughs> like how George Lucas changed jazz just enough to... Jizz in Star Wars. <laughs> I was more thinking about in Nicole Byer and um, Lauren Lapkus's podcast where they're clearly their theme song is a ripoff of right, 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 right. Star Wars theme. Okay, go ahead. Drag um. Yeah, yeah, it's good. As she hesitated, what is a drag It's like a dragon, but with- is this a Star Wars race? 
Yeah. He's a dragon from the Rudabar system. Rudabar, like Rudabaga. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're really going to do it now. And oh, his no. name is <laughs> Bosch Marlack. Bosch? That's Bosch Marlack, a dragon from the Rudabar system. Okay. We're getting somewhere. I think Thank split you. those names over a couple different characters and we got some. All right. Because some of them were named famously Luke and Matt. But Bosch sort of sounds like not only a name, but also it could be a title in the Star Wars, like Moth. Yeah. Bosch Garrigan. <clears throat> As she hesitated, biting her lip, the waitress reappeared with Bella's food. I paid the server little attention as she set the plate in front of Bella and then asked if I wanted anything. I declined, but asked for more Coke. The waitress hadn't noticed the empty glasses. Glasses? <laughs> you were saying? I prompted anxiously as soon as Bella and I were alone again. That made me want a Coke. Yeah, turns out, product placement Just works. Just saying that made me want a, an ice-cold Italian food Coke. You saying that you want coke? a Coke? good at an Italian restaurant, Co- but not I, as good as root beer. Hey, name Ruba. it. name a better pairing than red sauce and coke oh okay uh i'll tell you about it in the car she said in a low voice uh this would be bad (laughs) sorry can i take that again yeah okay i'll tell you i'll tell you (laughs) i'll tell you about it in the car she said in a low voice uh this would be bad she wasn't willing to speak her guesses around others. If. She tacked on suddenly. There are conditions? I was so tense I almost growled the words. Oh, take that one again. There are conditions? <laughs> I was so tense I almost growled the words. I do have a few questions, of course. Of course. I agreed, my voice hard. Her questions would probably be enough to tell me where her thoughts were heading. Sure, yeah, that's what questions are, Edward. <laughs> but how would I answer them? With responsible lies? Or would I drive her away with the truth? Or would I say nothing, unable to decide? We sat in silence while the waitress replenished her supply of soda. Well, go ahead, I said, jaw locked when she was gone. Why are you in Port Angeles? That was too easy a question for her. It gave away nothing, while my answer, if truthful, would give away much too much. Let her reveal something first. Next, I said. But that's the easiest one! Next! I said again. She was frustrated by my refusal. She looked away from me, down at her food. Slowly, thinking hard, she took a bite and chewed with the deliberation. Suddenly, as she ate, a strange <gasps> comparison entered my head. Sorry, I read ahead. <laughs> Suddenly, as she ate, a strange <laughs> comparison entered my head. <gasps> hmm. uh. Suddenly, as she ate, a strange comparison entered my head. Just for a second, I saw Persephone, pomegranate in hand, dooming herself to the underworld. I can't believe that you randomly chose the, the passage that explains the, the horrible art. Okay, keep going. Is that who I was? Hades himself, coveting springtime, coveting, feeling it, stealing, condemning it to the end of night, it. endless night even. I tried unsuccessfully to shake the impression. She walked on her bite with more coke. And then finally looked up at me. <laughs> she is chewing. Oh, I screamed. Her eyes went were narrow with suspicion. Okay, let's stop there. Because the most shocking sentence I've ever read in a Twilight book is, Suddenly, as she ate, 
Don't forget she's eating the world-famous mushroom ravioli. Mushroom ravioli with big gulps of Coke. Also, remember, she drinks like five cups of Coke. <laughs> she has burpy bloat eating her teeth. And They're going to fall out. those are those big, red, bumpy plastic cups. I want one. Full of crushed ice? Yeah. Yeah. I stole one of those ones. So, uh, just for a second. My <laughs> one, what's your emergency? Um, my friend stole a oh, plastic sorry. Boop, boop, boop. Oh, sorry. I have another line. Hello? Hi. Um, I'm calling. Is this the is this the apartment emergency line? No. There's um, a fire. There's a fire. No, my, my name is There's Chris. a fire. Is what this a- the apartment emergency line? No. No, well, that, is that a, even an emergency? There's a fire. I- Click. Um, where was I? Click. Oh. Maggie, 911 hang up on me. Well, you I heard you hang up on that woman who is burning to death. Just trying to do a really cool bit from earlier. No, I really enjoyed it. Okay. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> um so I picture this. Normal girl. Um, average looks for the sake of argument. Um, she has she hair has down to her hair ass. Hair down to her ass, and she's wearing a conservative dress. Um, and Edward says, "For just a second, I saw Persephone, <laughs> pomegranate in hand." As she's shoveling, she's shoveling brown. <laughs> <laughs> this beige girl. Oh, that was good. Okay, now I'm ready to. I'm ready to make this podcast last six years. Oh no! Uh, it feels like it. Um, now we're going to do Can't Stop Thinking About the part of the podcast. <laughs> 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 we're talking about things that stuck with us in these chapters. Chris. Yeah. Chris. Mm-hmm. Chris. Chris. Um, this is sort of a cop out, Chris, but I, Chris, I can, Chris. Hello? Chris. <laughs> no, this is Arbuckle Mont. Okay, Arbuckle. Yeah. Arbuckle. What? Arbuckle. Hello? I cannot stop thinking Wait, about who are you? Renesme. My wife? Click. Who are you talking to? Arbuckle. Oh. Uh, <laughs> he thought he was- The would. old um, aviator from <laughs> 1918? I don't know. I didn't get that much information out of him. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. <laughs> he has a lot of stories to tell. Okay. Boop, 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 brrr, brrr. Oh, you're in the middle of- Okay, I guess you can- brrr. Hello? Hi, Arbuckle. Yeah, that's me. Ah, buckle, butch. We already talked about. I remarried. Click. Uh, you hung up on that guy. Yeah, because he said his name was Butch, and we already had a Butch in this episode, so we'll have It'll to be go, confusing. We'll have to go back in another another time, checking on. Yeah. So, um, I think that uh, we talked about it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put aside <laughs> all of our preconceptions, our differences, uh, and say that we're all going to talk about Renesme, how we can't stop thinking about this horrible baby. The world's grossest baby. The world's grossest baby. Um, she We're is... really hitting our stride in the bottom of the ninth here of this Look, episode. We're f- we've taken off to the moon <laughs> at the end. Turns out you just need to talk about Twilight more, and then it puts you in a manic mood. That's good. Um, You go first. Okay. I can't stop thinking about how... Renesmee has all of the portions, proportions of an adult woman. She's slender and long. She has long arms and legs and a small torso. But she's as big as an 18-month-old. Yeah. She's so t- she's like a small, as Bella said, a small two-year-old or a big one-year-old. 
And she said, she's a year and a half old. So, you know, she's big for one, small for two. And I was like, Bella, get the average. What about Bella, that's how you know she's not ready to be a mon- mother because she doesn't say months. Right, because she's not going to the doctor. Yeah. Who talks about months because, you know, they're growing, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, she's, you know, two feet tall, but the p- complete perfect proportions of an, an adult. adult woman. That's she's like an American no an American girl doll would be shaped like a doll. It's like if you took a picture of yourself, put a baby's face onto that, and just um shrunk yourself next to your friend. Yeah, it's like if you shrunk your video game character to be two feet tall and running around the house touching people's faces. Um, fuck. She's. I'm really, gonna have to do this for our Instagram. Uh, she's yeah. Renesmee's really gross. She's nasty. Um, she suddenly is growing up so much that she's doing all the developmental steps out of the blue and everyone's shocked. Oh, yeah. Do you want to read about her um, first words? Uh, Yeah, so she um, has some first words. I'll just read right from the book, the text. Renesmee spoke her first words when she was exactly one week old. (laughs) The word was mama, which would have made my day, except that I was so frightened by her progress I could barely force my frozen face to smile back at her. Yeah, because she's been alive for one week, and she goes, Mama. It also didn't help that she continued from her first word to her first sentence in the same breath. Mama, where is Grandpa? She'd ask in a clear, high soprano, only bothering to speak loud because I was across the room. So it's more like, Mama, where is Grandpa? Creepy little doll baby. If you know the episode from Pokemon Season 1, where they go to Erica's gym. Stop! And she shrieks them, shrinks them it's down to dollhouse size. That is her because she yeah. can talk with her mind. <gasps> Mama, where is Mama, Grandpa? Where is Grandpa? Should this have been a segment, our whole our whole oh. series, where we talk about where Charlie is, Mama, no matter where we Mama, are? Where's Mama, where's Grandpa? Where's she Charlie? She also learns how to walk from staring at people walking and then just going, "I will walk now." Yeah, she just <laughs> looked at Alice across the room, stood up, and walked to her, just like that. Boop boop boop. Uh, she Gracefully. Is, I famously um, am irked by precocious children. Famously. So young Sheldon, not for me. Definitely not. Um, trying to think of other examples. Yeah, I was going to say the young doctor, but he's an adult. Little rascals. Little rascals. Um, young doctor? <laughs> not the name. You're thinking of young Pope? Yeah. Okay, what if the young Pope was a kid? <laughs> now that is funny. <laughs> <sighs> I'm grimacing for those yeah. of you at home. Uh, it's pretty bad. She because she, she talks in like full sentences already, uh, but only when she wants to. Otherwise, she'll crawl, walk over to you and stick her hand in your face and just show you images. And I'm like, girl, you just gotta talk. <laughs> girl, you just gotta talk. <laughs> Uh, that's Chris's take on sassy gay friend. Do that sassy what, little voice you what, do. What are you doing? Girl, put Twilight your hands down. <laughs> Is this a hate crime? Okay, you know that thing where you're like, is he? And you put your hand with the little... The little limp wrist. The limp wrist. Renesmee, it's like, is she? And you hold your hand out like you're going to touch a cheek. Hmm, that's almost something. Um, other things about Renesmee, um... She reads. She reads. Bella, um... I'll, Chris, I'll take this one. Okay, great. Bella is reading her poems, and, um... Because Bella's so cultured, she reads poems for well, a baby. Well, because 
uh, Renesmee, despite thinking in pictures, hates picture books and hates repetition. That also irked me that she hated getting the same story read aloud to her. And I'm like, girl, you're one week old. You are one week old, you little bitch. <laughs> Whoa! You were thinking it. I just said it. No, I was thinking of, I was going to say, like, you're one week old, child. Why isn't TikTok making the Twilight musical? That's that a seems great like a TikTok question. Thing. They would love it. Um, Sorry, I'm not finding it. That's fine. Do you have it? No, but no, she's it's like. it's really funny. She's like reading a book and then she's like, uh, mom, give me that book. And then she takes it in her hand and reads Clearly, fully, full sentences. And Belle's like, oh, I guess uh, here we go. she can read. Renesmee didn't like repetition in her bedtime stories Bleh. as other children supposedly Bleh. did. And she had no patience for picture books. She reached up and touched my cheek. The image in her mind was of us right now. Only it was her holding the book. So I gave it to her. There is sweet music here. She read without <laughs> hesitation. That softer falls than petals from blown roses on the grass. Or night dews on still waters between walls of shadowy granite in a gleaming pass. Uh, I would throw that baby straight down some sort of well. Oh, yeah. She's cursed. She's a crag baby. She's a crag baby. Okay, her crag. I, right as I said it, I realized that that is a joke from our own, our own role playing life. game, not yeah. from a piece of media. So that's you guys just scratch. Not that. from real life. I'll uh, I'll edit it out of the podcast. Instead, I'll put in like um, Rand- Randy Savage saying something cool. Who is that? The wrestler man. Oh, what is what kind of stuff does he say? Uh, you know, he's like. Oh, I love hanging out with my friends. He says that? Yeah, he's a friendly, friendly man. Look, oh. I'm going to cut this part out. <laughs> <laughs> um, my last can't stop thinking about is actually not about Red Esme. What the fuck? You will appreciate it okay. because you've forgotten about this great moment. Okay. Remember? Is it about how Jasper hangs out with Belle all the time because she's so happy? She's happy like That's a cute. Puppy. Yeah. Um, ages ago, once upon a time when Belle was a human, she comes down the stairs to go on a date with Edward, and she's wearing like a beige shirt and khaki, utterly skirt, indecent, utterly indecent. And let me tell you, Stephanie remembered we loved it, and he came back again with a second version. Ah, <gasps> I didn't pull the quest, pull <clears throat> the pull the pull the parallel here. It's very good. So they're getting dressed, her and um, Edward. It only took him seconds to find his own clothes. If I hadn't seen him undressed, I would have sworn there was nothing more beautiful. Then Edward in his khakis and pale beige pullover. And then he took my hand. and a beige pullover. These, but Stephanie's idea of attractiveness is beige. Oh. Edward's so pretty when he's so pale and wearing khakis and a beige Mr. Rogers. (laughs) I died saying that sentence. Isn't that shocking? Yep. It's really horrible. And now, again, I'm imagining Bella in a beige clothes and long skirt eating beige mushroom ravioli. And Edward's like, this is the woman I'm going to marry. Wow. This lady is for me. They were really meant for each other. Okay. On that note, we, I guess we learned that true love does conquer. Yeah. Have a beige week, everybody. Um, We have some stuff to tell them before you just say bye. Okay. Come back. No, I'm going. Come back. Okay. What? 
Um, if you want, you can follow us on Instagram. Oh, uh, it's yeah. at Edward is a vampire pod. Um, this if you is wa- where you get to see how much time we waste on our little jokes we do. We do spend a lot of time with our little jokes. Um, you please, please, please give us a five-star iTunes review. Please do it. Um, this week, I want you to tell us what color you think Edward would look best in. Um, and you can also send us your long-form messages on... Uh, uh, send us an email at edwardisavampirepod at gmail.com. Yeah, come uh, DM us on Instagram or send us an email about whether or not you think we should make my amazing board game. <laughs> make his amazing board game idea. We could stream us playing it. We will sell it until we're told to stop yeah, by I Stephanie's do that. estate. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, she's dead. <laughs> we could call it a parody game, and I think then she couldn't sue us. Well... We could make the like we could change the name slightly. We'll call it Dumb Twilight. Like Nathan sure. Fielder. But or we could make like the the cards that tell you what to do like funny. Sure. Anyway, well, well, we have to read that that guy's parody book oh, that we read the description of a few episodes ago. Good. Um so you guys we're excited about What's to come? We're a couple almost, more weeks. Almost to at our... the end. I'm gonna celebrate so freaking hard. Um, we have a few fun ideas for our last midnight. Sorry, last breaking dawn podcast episode. What are you talking sorry, about? Sorry, in the back of my breaking Wait a dawn minute. is an ad for Midnight Sun. That means that on eBay, I got a brand new copy current, of Breaking like a, Dawn, a 2019 reprint. Sorry, that shocked me beyond belief. Um, so yeah. So anyway, we have fun ideas. We're excited. Email us, DM us what you think we should do for our one year anniversary and the end of the original Twilight Saga. Yeah. Is there something we have not even talked about that you want us what to? What are we missing? What are we missing? <laughs> Before we go on to the true nonsense of the fever dream of Stephanie's later years when she wanted to remodel her kitchen and needed more money, I assume is purely what motivated her future endeavors. Do you think she ran out of money? No, I think she wanted more money. Do you think she gives half of her money to the Mormon church? I think a lot of it, yeah. Huh. I think, well, I think part of, um, here, here I am talking on my All right, butthole. let's call it a day. Okay. Before Chris's butthole walks away. Oh, I love those books where those butts leave the people, those children's books where the butts run away. What? Right, listeners, right? And if you know it, there's one, it's one called like The Day My Butt Ran Away, and they all go to a field and fart to talk. I would never have read that book. I have to walk away. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. No, stop. My butt's gone. No. <laughs> Mackie just dropped her microphone. Nothing happened. My mic fell.